0: Welcome to Sacrifice to Success podcast. My name is David Weaver, and I am the owner of the Forgotten Art Project. My mission is to help others create freedom in every aspect of their life. In this season of the podcast, we are talking life, business, and what makes you feel alive. We are speaking with business owners and entrepreneurs from all over, hearing about the sacrifices, the learnings, the twists, the turns, the ups and downs, and the successes they have had in life and business. These are their stories. All right. Welcome everybody. So today my guest is Cassandra Smith. Welcome Cassandra.
1: Hello.
0: How are you?
1: Good. I'm enjoying life in warm, sunny Florida. So it's a happy time of year.
0: Excellent. Awesome. Well, let's just start off by telling people a little bit about yourself
1: sure my name is cassandra i am a new entrepreneur i've been solely freelancing helping individuals with their content marketing and book publishing for the past four years but writing has always been important to me i knew that i wanted to write my first book in 2008 so i took myself to writing school and just began that journey which began my career but I think deep down inside, I've always wanted to tell my story and share ideas with the world. And then as I've moved towards this career of helping others, I've enjoyed becoming a collector of stories mm-hmm. and getting the front row seat of hearing other people's life experiences and almost taking personal masterclasses by learning everything that they have to share and then mm-hmm. helping them put that inside of their messaging. So it's a lot of fun to meet a lot of people I don't think I normally would but I love yeah. it.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I feel the same way. And I think that, and I've probably talked about this before, I'm sure, but I think that stories are just like this primal part of being a human being and there's yeah. just no way around it. <laughs> yeah, no, I would agree. I
1: I was so blessed earlier this year to be able to do a TED Talk. And the theme was oh. the power of human-to-human connection. And as I dove into that entire process of going through putting together that speech, like, I just realized how wired we are to tell our stories, to hear nice. other people's stories, and that that connection between us really is like the magic of life. Like, that's the magic of living and of being human. Yeah. And so, yeah, I definitely think I like the way you put it. Stories are very primal and they connect
0: yeah. us. Yeah. So, okay. So interesting. So, when did you do your TED Talk? What year?
1: I, March of this year, it released, oh, This year. Okay, so okay cool. I did.
0: Okay, yeah. so how much did uh, of like your research and, and your talk was like the pandemic and everyone <laughs> everyone being isolated play into that? It,
1: it didn't actually. Uh, I didn't, okay. No one's actually asked me that question yet. No, I had a very unique life experience about 10 years ago where I lived on a tour bus for a couple of years. And the last okay. year that I lived on a tour bus, I actually found random letters um just pieces of paper where people were sharing their story they were prompted by a keynote speaker and at the end of the tour year i actually had about four thousand of these letters Mm. so the the ted talk was that introductory story of going like i had this really random experience happen where all of a sudden i felt like the nation had shared their Mm. diary with me and i didn't know what to do because we want connection, but how do you actually build that connection in a healthy way without hurting yourself? Um, But also still extending a hand and saying, we're all human. Like, it's okay. We can connect here. Mm -hmm. Um, So it didn't, ironically, it didn't have anything to do with the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think that the topic of connection has been heightened with the isolation that the pandemic created for
0: a lot of us. Right, right. And so do you think that it matters if we're in person or if we're on Zoom like we are now?
1: I do. That's my personal bias. I don't have research to back it up, but I'm a huge in-the-room fan. I believe that there's a different level of being able to look someone in the eye instead of in the webcam. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And I also think there's a lot of times when individuals have shared parts of their story with me and it is just the right and appropriate thing to do to, you know, touch their arm and make sure they're okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Or,
1: you know, slide tissues across the table or yeah. go get them a bottle of water. Like there's that extra environment and that environmental presence of being in the room. I love the fact that you and I can talk and we are a country away. Yeah, I love the fact that I can talk to someone in England or South Africa or Romania and connect with old friends but there's nothing like being in the room with someone
0: yeah i agree i totally agree and and i you're just reminding me of times when i've been like with clients and i and i do think that surprisingly with you know video calls we can get a lot of uh, expression across and and strangely like energy exchange there's still that um which is wild when you think about how far away we are (laughs)
2: Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> but also I can think of a number of times when I just like wished I could give my client a hug at the end of our session or something, right. you know? Yeah. Right. For sure.
1: Yeah, and I just think that, again, it goes back to the prime role. Like when you're, I I want to steward someone's story well, not only after we've left, but also when I'm with them. And mm-hmm. I think that there's a certain level of care that you can provide when you're actually sitting beside someone. I think we're yeah. built for it.
0: Yeah. For sure. Okay. So wait, when you were on the tour bus, what were you on tour for? What were you doing?
1: (laughs) A lot of things. Um, But I, the last year that I ended up doing it, um, it was all for the same company. It was a youth conference. And so we would roll in Thursday morning, 8am, three semi trucks behind us. And the first couple of years that I was part of this team, my team was the one in charge of rolling out all the caddies and hanging all of the lights and putting together Mm -hmm. all of the speakers and I got to be part of the drama team for a couple of years and backstage teams and just time of my life. But I got a little bit older and decided to go back to the company as the road manager for the team. And so I had 36 interns and I was in charge of the tour bus, (laughs) like not the actual physical bus because I don't know how to fix buses. (laughs) I had two amazing drivers who helped me with that side um, and a fantastic, um, partner that we both were in charge of leading this team together. And we went city to city and put together these conferences, just a message of hope and, you know, letting kids know, like, there's a plan for your life. you are going to make it. And it was fantastic, but a wild way to live.
0: Yeah. Nice. Okay. So <laughs> you kind of briefly shared you how you got to where you are now, but you're talking beforehand it sounds like you moved a lot and your family moved That's a nice. lot and then so did you so uh just i'd love to hear just a little bit of backstory of how that came to be
1: yeah i was born in the early 80s and homeschooling
0: oh and homeschooling excellent
1: <laughs> brand new thing you know yeah.
0: not <laughs> popular then
1: <laughs> no not at all there's yeah. no pandemic everyone to homeschooling <laughs> I, you know, my, my parents decided that myself and my younger brother would be homeschooled. And that, looking back, I think gave me an entrepreneurial drive because I learned if I finish my homework <laughs> by 11 a.m., I'm free for the rest of the day. <laughs> and if yeah. I finish it by April, then I'm debt free for the year. <laughs> like I just, you learn right. how to sequence and do time management as a kid amazingly. But right. it also afforded, My family the opportunity to move a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. My dad was in computer programming. If you can imagine how much computers changed in the eighties, nineties, and early two thousands, yeah. You can kind of chase the rabbit through that entire industry, and my dad loved that. And so we we went on the chase, and I lived in a lot of places. And I credit that for giving me very little fear of the new when it comes to exploring new places and Mm. seeing new opportunities. Um, I've seen a lot of the country, I've seen a couple different countries and I love that. And I think it's given me a wide perspective on the world and a wide perspective on business and a wide perspective of other stories. And so, yeah, it's funny people ask me, so where did you grow up? I don't know <laughs> if you give me a year i'll give you a city like i don't yeah I don't know where is, but yeah it's it
2: that's so cool i think but that's I, super
0: valuable because like like you said not having that fear of the new because i think that's mm-hmm. a lot of what gets people stuck these days is they're they're afraid of something they haven't done before and then when you're constantly right. just put into that environment of like new places new people new things it just becomes normal and then right. yeah like yeah you, you figure fit? out
1: your rhythm like what okay so we're in a new city well what's the park nearby and, and who's the new dentist and <laughs> where's the grocery store <laughs> And like you build yeah. your community again and again and yeah you know, i when i'm looking now at a new life choice what do i do i go on the internet and i google and i youtube and I for reviews we didn't have that when i was growing up mm-hmm. you had to actually go out and explore and i do think that there's fear of new even though we have information On Mm -hmm. our phones, we don't have experience, and so yeah, it's I don't know. There's a whole I love exploring. I mean, there's just so many great places to see.
0: Yeah, awesome. I love it. Um, So okay, so give us a brief synopsis of again because you did mention this briefly uh, what you do now for your company.
1: Uh, I founded LaunchYourMessage.net, which is my way of serving people who are seeking to share their story. I work with professionals, a lot of CEOs and business owners who are just trying to figure out how do I communicate my brand to my audience. A lot of times I find business owners have a great idea, have a great vision, and just need a little bit of guidance on how to package that mm-hmm. in writing because we we speak, you and I are speaking differently than we would email, than we right. would text. Mm-hmm. And it's just translating into a different medium is sometimes difficult. And I love to sit down and Interview um, a business owner, find out about their company, and then help ghostwrite their articles, their blogs, their story for them to just shape it in a way that their customers can access it very quickly. Nice. But then my second favorite thing to do is to sit down with someone and go, All right, so you want to write a book.
2: Ah, <laughs> what
1: does that look like? Because it's such a, we understand, like, we've all held books we've all read books, we've all gone to the library to Barnes and Noble. Like we understand books as mm-hmm. tools that we use all the time, but the process of actually creating one is very unknown. Mm-hmm. And since I've been in it for you know, 15 years, it's not that unknown anymore to me. And I love to sit down with someone and go, well, oh, that's not hard. Let me show you how, like there's 24 nice. steps where are we are yeah. in it. And what's the next thing you need to do next week. So that you're one step closer to actually holding your book in your hand. Mm-hmm. That's, it's really special when someone emails or texts or takes a selfie and they're actually holding their book and they're like, it finally happened. And I like, yeah.
0: This is real. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like there's yeah. nothing, there's nothing like holding your story.
0: Yeah. That's super cool. Okay. So you were, you were doing all these various things beforehand. You were on tour. You did a bunch of different things. What led you to say, okay, okay. I'm doing my own thing now.
1: Um, I got older, <laughs> I'll take care. Yeah. um, you can only live on a tour bus for so long, but you know, I, I think that the driving factor was I had had all these great experiences and I met so many people and so many individuals like told me their story. I knew I wanted to do something with it. And so I wanted to write my book mm-hmm. and that's really led me on a journey of going well what is the publishing world what is that industry how do i get into that and i i got pretty far i got an agent she was wonderful i still adore her to this day i got my proposals to the right desks at the right publishing houses and made it all the way up to basically i said great writing great message you're not famous enough ah <laughs> okay And that really propelled That was a very hard time in my life where Uh, I went, but I've done everything that I've been supposed to do for like four years. (laughs) So like, really? Um, but it really did propel me towards, well, then I'll do it anyway. And I'll figure out how to do it on my own
2: Mm. and
1: I'll learn in industry and I will take the right classes and I will go to the right conferences and I will teach myself. And as I began to take all the steps so that I could launch my own message. Mm -hmm. I started to collect friends who went, well, I want to write a book too. Well, how did you do it? Mm -hmm. And I, my goal became, if I can shorten my 10 year journey into somebody else's like 12 month journey, Mm -hmm. gosh, like that, that's just fantastic. I, I want to help people not be as frustrated as I was. And so to answer your question, had all these great experiences, wanted to write about them, started my journey realized that I found a lot of fulfillment in helping other people start their journeys as well. So I was my pivot. Mm-hmm.
0: Cool, I love it. And I mm-hmm. imagine, I was thinking about this earlier, um, that, well, I'm gonna learn an industry, I'm gonna do this, like all of those things, that self-sufficiency, and like, I'm gonna tackle this challenge head on. I imagine some of that came from that childhood of moving around everywhere and having to figure things oh, yeah. out and like being homeschooled and like, you're more on your own when you're homeschooling. Correct. I
1: would agree wholeheartedly. Plus, I had access to the library whenever I wanted. Like best day was library day. <laughs> like <laughs> mom, we're going to the library.
0: That's so awesome.
1: Books have been you're, in my nature.
0: That's great. You're giving me hope from my kids because we, we homeschool too. And we actually decided to homeschool oh. pre-pandemic. pre-pandemic. <laughs> um, and we just went to the library last week and they love going to the library. <laughs> And my oldest, my oldest daughter is like, for some reason, she's really excited about learning about um, ancient Egypt, and so we're like, cool. she's nine, I'm like going to get like, like, cool, awesome, yeah, like go learn about what history. <laughs> what
1: Titanic?
0: Oh, nice.
1: I don't know what it was. Well, Titanic. Well, I guess that was probably the movie was for a little while, but and then the Holocaust, like survival stories uh, of hope, like that
0: was huge for me. Yeah, I read
1: all of those kinds of books. But your daughter's on the right track. She's going to own her company. Right
0: there. <laughs> I love it. Okay, cool. So, um, in your entrepreneurial journey, what mm. is one or two challenges that you have gone through, and then what lesson did you take from that?
1: I think it's learning what my strengths are, and and owning may not be the right word. Being aware of what your weaknesses are, uh, your weaknesses are not like shame identifiers they're just Mm. not your strengths and that's okay because working in team is actually a lot better i think entrepreneurs solopreneurs which i consider myself to be we can get ourselves in trouble and think like i'm good i can do it all no you can't Mm -hmm. you can but you really can only do that to this level if you want to go higher you need the collective wisdom of somebody else I don't want someone else to spend 10 years trying to write their book. If I can be on their team and they can do it in a year. Yeah. I don't want to spend the next 10 years of my life figuring out good marketing. I'd rather partner with someone and figure it out in a year. And it's not strengths and weaknesses as if it's like good and bad or, you know, you can make it or you can't or good for you or you should feel a little bit of shame here because you're not good enough. Like it's. It's partnering and it's leveraging. And so for me, I can build content any day. You, you want, to give me a title, I'll write you the book. Not book. <laughs> like it's just, it's been so sequenced and automated in my life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Now you want me to go put together a 12 to 18 month PR tour for that book. I'm learning that side. I don't have it yet. Yeah. But, so I would rather partner with someone and accept and own my weakness. Yeah. But then glean from it and then add their skills to my toolkit so that then I can come and be a stronger entrepreneur and a stronger leader and a stronger business owner. Because now, six months from now, someone comes to me and says, I need a full PR kit. Got you. Because I learned... Cause I wasn't scared to ask for help and mm-hmm. to admit I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. So that that's been a huge challenge for me because again, homeschooled, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. grew up thinking I just had, I had to know it all. You can't say, I don't know. Yes, you can. The smartest thing that a business owner, really, I think the smartest thing any form of leader can do is admit, I don't know. It mm-hmm. shows humility. It shows honesty. It shows teachability. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, we're connected to this thing called the world wide web yeah <laughs> we can find we can figure out how to know it's yeah. just gonna take a little bit of time and admitting it first
0: yeah i think that you brought up something that is super super important and valuable and something that i work with my clients on too and but you said it in a way i haven't heard before is like not uh coupling your weakness with shame yes that's so huge and so for anybody who's listening who who maybe is feeling some shame about your weaknesses like it doesn't have to be that way <laughs> first of all yeah. and secondly like yeah your your weaknesses can be improved if you want and they can also just be delegated it doesn't mean anything yeah. less about you like why not bring in somebody who loves that thing that you're not that good at to take care yeah. of that for you. So I think there's huge wisdom in what you just said there. And also the the speed with which you're going to get to where you want to go, just like increase tenfold by not trying to keep doing this thing that maybe is also life-sucking for you.
1: Right. <laughs> I, I'm a big... I'm always careful of where I am sourcing my identity. Mm-hmm. Am I sourcing my value and worth in a product or service that I offer offer other people, or am I sourcing it in my inherent value as human? Mm-hmm. And in the character that I walk through the earth with and how I treat others. And it is incredibly, incredibly tempting for me to put my value in my product or service because I can see it and I'm proud mm-hmm. of it. And it's easier to say that is me. But when I say that is me, if it doesn't do well, What does that
0: mean about you? Yes. I
1: take on the failure. And I I love to remind myself all the time, like failure is an event, not your identity, which means that I can fail at a book launch, but it's Mm -hmm. not my identity. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that reframing has helped me to take bigger risks and be unafraid of more unknown challenges because I'm separating out my inherent value and worth from something risky and unknown and just letting yeah. it be something new instead of something that owns me
0: oh man you're you're so speaking my language i don't even have to ask <laughs> que- questions about it because you just say what i would ask you <laughs> that's so awesome i love it um okay, okay. yeah I, I i think you just you wrapped it up so beautifully i'm not even gonna dig into that anymore but let's okay. go let's go the other direction and okay. um so and maybe this is the TED Talk. Like, what is something that yeah. in your entrepreneurial journey that you are most proud of and and is like super excited about having accomplished?
1: So, uh, the TED Talk was a big thing for me. That was like a huge. Yeah. Like, oh, I did it. Um, oh gosh, you know, I I love doing things for others. And again, hearing their different receipt. But for me, last year, I launched my own online course for mental health awareness. Okay. And that was a huge accomplishment. That was like such a big, like, I took a little time out and paused creating for others for just a few months and just mm-hmm. allowed myself time to do something for me, which cool. is so rare. Yeah. And I think that was risky, but I think it was a huge step in my entrepreneurial journey to go I actually do believe in me. I believe in not only what I offer to others, but I believe in what I want to tell the world. And I'm going to believe in it enough to take aside 3 months and build it and let other people into this side of myself because it's easy to hide behind everybody else's projects, right? But oh, yeah. no, like I'm I'm going to do this one for me because I want to for no other reason. So that that was like that was a huge moment of personal growth that I think also went and bled into professional growth.
0: Yeah. That's beautiful. I think that's really challenging for most people to think about doing to like right. to pause especially for that long. That's a long time. So d- did you find that um you know, how did you how did you make that happen? Obviously you had to be very intentional in creating uh, that.
1: It was. I to be fair, I had thought about it for about 2 years. Okay. Um and had very been kind of just Tinkering around in the background, like, I want to do it one day. And there was just a series of events that happened where I realized all of a sudden, like, I have a gap. And what do I really want to be? Something I ask a lot of my clients a lot of times is, you know, we're trying to focus on their message. And I go, if you had 10 minutes to talk to 10,000 people in one arena, mm. and you could say anything that you want, and you knew it would be well received and they'd remember it for life, what would you say?
2: Mm
1: -hmm. i kind of asked myself that question of like if you were only known for one message what would it be Mm -hmm. because that's the one thing you really want to do and i recognized that i was not falling through on sharing that message anywhere and that it was time to stop hiding behind everybody else and stop um just being self-sacrificial and like Putting myself as part of the table one of my mentors told me she's like Cassandra you just have to view yourself as one of your clients you would give them time like give yourself time and it's mm-hmm. time to build your thing so that it it was very intentional but it, it it scared me because i did stop other projects that were more guaranteed right um as far as having return and just decided, you know what? You may never have this chance again. You might lock into a 99 to five from here on out till you retire. You Are you really going to do this when you're 65, when you're 70? Like now or yeah. never? what are you going to do?
2: Yeah.
1: So it was it was a bit risky,
2: but I Love
0: did it. it. Yeah, you had the courage, you did it. Mm-hmm. Um, which, so in that point that you were just talking about, it, do you feel like there were, that you have had this level of, I need to always take care of other people and that's how i that's how i give that's like purpose but but like giving to myself feels selfish like what yes. what level of that have you kind of worked through and all of it <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: um, yeah i i think you know I, like i mentioned i was i've always been very involved in nonprofit world mm-hmm. in ministry world in making sure that others were taken care of i've worked with high school students and college students for you know, 15 years as well. and Mm -hmm. You're very focused on what do they need and what's best for them. And I don't know. I I started to, when I did the online course, I started to have consultations with business coaches and advisors and go, okay, well, how do you sell it? Like, what are we doing now? And that's when they started asking a lot of these foundational questions of what do you want? Where are you going? What is your vision? Where do you want your business to be in five years? And I had just been doing the work and not doing the vision. And to have that process and have individuals work through some of those basic questions that really I asked all my authors, but i never asked myself, if we're going to be honest. Um, it, it was a bit jarring to go, wow, I really do need to figure out what do I want and am I finding fulfillment in, again, hiding behind mm-hmm. other people's project projects because they seem more certain because it's somebody else's words?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or am I willing to take a risk and be a bit exposed mm-hmm. and vulnerable and not know whether or not anyone will find use in this? And again, am I attaching my identity to the mm-hmm.
0: product? Yes.
1: Or can I separate that out and go, My identity is not defined by whether or not this is ever downloaded Mm -hmm. or whether or not I get emails going, this changed my life. (laughs) My identity is who I am. It's not going to change if this is success or failure. Mm -hmm. And so let's go for it. And if no one downloads, I did the thing I wanted to do and I learned from it. So it's been this like, I can't say like, to be honest, I cannot say I can think all that through every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, but if I'm sitting down and working through it sequentially, I can bring myself back to a place where I go, no, 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 finding my identity and worth in the wrong thing. Let's go back. Okay. Now let's go try again. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You mean you're not a finished product? Like you're done right now? <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I have yeah. finished
1: products, but I'm not a finished <laughs>
0: human right. Yet. Yeah, I love it. And I think, you know, obviously I'm just joking around, but the like <laughs> being able, the first to having the awareness about it, right? Mm-hmm. And then being able to like pull yourself back to it when you see yourself getting off, like that's, that's it right there. Because right. it's not like we're never going to get pulled off once we know about this. Thing. Right. But it's right. like, how quickly is that going to bring us down and derail us? Because if it's Correct. a week, that sucks. But if it's like a couple hours, okay, that's not so bad. Like,
1: <laughs> right. I think it was, there's a mother Teresa quote. That I think I'm going to butcher, but it says something like, if you're humble and you neither praise nor disgrace will define you because you know who you are.
2: Mm.
1: I love that. Like, no, I don't need the accolades of the crowd and I don't need the booze of the crowd. <laughs> like, Yeah. I know, I know who I am and it's fine. Like humility can keep me on my path.
0: Yeah. Ah, I love it. Okay. Awesome. So I ask, all my guests this um sure. and it can be work or personal whatever what makes you feel fully alive the beach the beach <laughs> awesome
1: <laughs> that's the right answer or not like... that's
0: a great answer you live in florida <laughs> so it's perfect <laughs> <laughs> nice okay awesome so um where can people find out more information about you
1: sure yeah i have all of my professional services at launchyourmessage.net.
0: Okay, great. Perfect. And last question of the day. What is one nugget of wisdom you would love to leave with the listeners?
1: Dare to take the time to figure out what you want. My, When I feel craziest on my business goals or personal goals, I actually will put time in my calendar to just sit and stare at the ocean, as I like to call it, where it's like, just zone out. I owe nobody nothing. I just have me, my piece of paper, anything I need to work through. I think having that kind of space allows us to dream and be creative, Mm -hmm. but also to let that self-awareness grow and go, what is going on? And I think that as business owners, entrepreneurs, moms, ministry leaders, community leaders, like no matter who we are, I don't think we give ourselves the space and permission to think about what we're thinking about. And so I would say, dare to schedule that time, dare to schedule silence and give yourself permission to enter into that space as much as you need, because it's very clarifying.
0: Mm, Beautiful. I love it. Okay. Thank you so much, Cassandra. I really appreciate your time. It was absolute pleasure having this conversation with you.
1: Great. I enjoyed it. Thank you guys.
0: Thank you for listening to Sacrifice to Success podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the show, please check out the link in the show notes and you can find all of the details there. If you got something out of this interview, would you please take a moment to share on social media? You can just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to somebody or post it on the socials. Let's see if we can change the narrative of social media and post valuable, positive content. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content, so to make sure you don't miss any episodes, please go ahead and subscribe. The thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show, and they mean a lot to me. If you'd like to know more, go to my website, davidweavercoach.com, or you can follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook. Those links are also in the show notes. And I do also have a free training on my website as well. So thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time.